different direction. Question. Thank you. Good to see you guys. Thank you. What a response. <laughs> what a response. You know? uh, it's always a uh, joy to sit in the, in the presence of God. Uh, the, uh, the way I say uh, what I mean is in the church and uh, worship together. You know, that was fantastic worship. You know, Humphrey is our, is our God, wasn't it? The last song. You know, people were excited and I was jumping. <laughs> you are inside. <laughs> well, um, it's great now, as we see, we are going to talk a little bit um, about the book of Jonah today. Uh, this Sunday and the next Sunday, I will be talking a series of uh, teachings on, on the book of Jonah. If you are not aware, some people don't even know there is a book of Jonah uh, in, in the Bible, but, but uh, it's, good to, <laughs> it's good to address uh, the book in the, in the Old Testament. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this time as we come together, be with us, strengthen us, talk to us, and uh, enlighten our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just to uh, uh, encourage on the, on the Good Friday, uh, uh, the announcement Pastor Craig was making, uh, this Mana Theatre Company, uh, I, I know them very well, they actually stayed at the Kingsford with us for, for a while, and they put up a, a very nice drama of uh, Jesus uh, crucified and being resurrected. It's so great to watch uh, that um, um, drama. So if you are interested in drama, Christian dramas, go on the Good Friday uh, to the uh, town center. And you can actually act in it. You can actually be part of the drama itself. You, you, you be the crowd. So, uh, great. And just wanted to let you know, every month, second Sunday, I'm trying to experiment afternoon along with the Telugu church. If anybody would want to have the afternoon service in the English, we would like to try a bilingual uh, service uh, one Sunday in a month, the second Sunday of every month. So we want to try and see maybe two, three months and see if anybody is interested. Not to attract people, but uh, there are people who are missing the, uh, the worship in the morning for whatsoever the reason. If they are free in the afternoon, if they come uh, to attend along with us, I will be doing the both, uh, you know, English and Telugu. It will be like more Indian style and long worship. So, so it starts 1.30 and ends 4.30, 2 30, 3 30, 4 30. So I gotta give the time. So that's how we gotta prepare. And after 4.30, it never ends. Then again, there is food, and then people sit there one hour more and have food fellowship. So that's how every Sunday that they do. So if you're interested, um, you know, we'll, we'll try. Yeah. Uh, only if our people turns up. Right. Um, the the book of Jonah. Uh, if we do, we have clicker, or can you do it? Uh, uh, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, you can do it. Thank you. Uh, let me read the um, first verse, uh, if you have your, your Bible open. 
Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out, cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, therefore, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. I read uh, three verses. Now, uh, as you see on the screen, I'm going to talk a little bit about the historical background of the book of Jonah. It is one of the books included in the Bible. So many, even Christian scholars, some of the people who question the Bible, they sometimes tend to say, book of Jonah is not actually the history that happened. I would like to tackle that question today, because you might hear some people saying, Eh, it was fiction, somebody wrote it, because if you read through, if you're a theological student, you might understand more of what I'm talking actually today. So, uh, people talk, of, talk over it, people have the debate, well, you know, in the Bible there are so many books that might seem to be fictional, seems to be somebody sat down and wrote it, they wrote a story using all the uh, areas, the, the, the towns and cities that they knew at that time. But uh, what does the um, accounts, uh, what do we have the proof that this book is actually not fiction? It is included in the Bible, we all love the Bible, we respect the Bible, we call it the Holy Bible, and uh, we, we believe it's uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, and those people who've added all these books are inspired by the Holy Spirit, so they did, for some reason. So that's the first thing that we need to believe. As we see, it is written around 785 and 760 before Christ BC. So, Jonah, who is this guy? This guy was uh, in the time of, he existed in the time of King Jeroboam II uh, in, in Israel. If you know the king's line in the history of Israel, it starts with Saul, David, you know, Solomon, all those people. So there's a guy called Jeroboam, and he's the second Jeroboam at that time, uh, and Jonah was there, just to give you uh, an understanding what was it. And uh, uh, what happened uh, in, in, the, in that time? We have this history uh, uh, in, the, in the book of 2 Kings. Well, it says this, in the 15th year of Amaziah, son of Joash, king of Judah, Jeroboam, son of Joash, king of Israel, became king in Samaria, and he reigned 41 years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and did not turn away from any of the sins of Jeroboam, son of Nebuchadnezzar, which he had caused Israel to commit. He was the one who restored the boundaries of Israel from Lebo Hamath to Dead Sea in accordance with the word of the Lord. The God of Israel spoken through his servant Jonah, son of Amittai, the prophet from God Ephah. Why did I read? 
Bible, in the Bible, Second Kings also talks about the Jonah, who is son of Amittai. He spoke the prophecies. So then, you know, so many things that happened in those days. So we can tell book of Jonah is not a fiction, it's a history. If you go to the next slide, the book of Nahum, there is another book that we don't uh, tend to speak much uh, when, when people are talking. Nahum is another book in the Old Testament. This man is also a prophet, Nahum. So this, this guy prophesies three chapters, whole book, prophesied against a town called Nineveh, again. Which means Nineveh was something uh, uh, in those days existed and people knew about Nineveh. Now I'm going to talk about what is all about this uh, Nineveh. Right, uh, Nineveh uh, is, uh, is one of the uh, the main cities, I think, headquarters of uh, these guys called uh, Assyrians. In the olden days, if you read the Old Testament, there were superpowers ruled the whole world one after one. One of the superpowers you might know is Egypt. You know, when Egypt people captured all the Hebrew people after Joseph, they were the powerful you know, on, the, on the earth at that time. When Joseph became the superpower and uh, he became uh, the governor, he was the guy who was sitting and ordering things uh, and all these Hebrew people walks in and they were looking for food. He was the second powerful person in the world at the time, Joseph. So Egypt was the powerful country at the time. And so on and off, lots of people came onto the power. They tried to go and win the countries around the world. And we also see Babylonians became the superpower uh, once upon a time. So down the line, we have these people called Assyrians, if you want to know the history. Assyrians. And they were the superpower at that time. Assyrians were famous for torturing people. Once they go and take over a country and they will take all these people as slaves and they will torture the way you can't actually imagine. They will put a hook on the nose and then drag people on the road and they will tie the, the, the rope to the horses. You know, it's very dangerous and nonsense in those days. So Assyrians were, 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 were famous and people are scared. Funny enough, last uh, Monday, I wanted to have a look uh, at Monday Cafe. So uh, we had a uh, uh, secretary and ministers meeting with Pastor Craig and, and, uh, and Richard. So we went to main media I came a couple of hours early and we wanted to uh, be part of the cafe. I was there. I met a lady who was sitting there. I, I said hello to many people. One of the ladies, uh, I said, uh, I asked her, tell me something about you. She said, uh, well, uh, uh, my mom is um, uh, half Assyrian. <laughs> and I am half Assyrian. Well, I, think, I asked her, are you Syrian? Syrian? No, 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 I'm not talking about Syrian. I'm talking about Assyrian. 
At the time I'm reading all this history and all this stuff, oh, I met a Syrian now. Come on, tell me some story about the Syrians. She said, no, 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 I was born in Guaman here. My grandma was, the, was a, um, a Syrian and she married to a rich guy. So we, we are half a Syrian. And I said, do you have any you know, stories, first-hand stories you want to talk about? You want to come to church now? I want to show you to our church. <laughs> But obviously, uh, Syrian history is not something that we can be proud of because uh, they did so many things that, that human, human beings would appreciate. But um, she didn't know, and uh, she knows some, uh, some history. I was so impressed to see this, uh, uh, this lady who still talks about Assyrians. And she did say, I'll, I'll bring some of the information if you want uh, at some point. So one of these, these Assyrians have this uh, head office, their, their, their main city called Nineveh at that time. So Nineveh is the head office of these Assyrians. Now I'm talking about uh, Israelites. Israelites uh, were once upon a time thrown out, and now the Assyrians were ruling Israelites. After some time they got delivered. Now the Hebrew people, Israelites, they knew all about Assyrians. They would not want to talk about Assyrians at all because they are the worst people in those days. Now, let's come back to the next slide and then let's talk about uh, Matthew. Gospel, uh, uh, Matthew Gospel. Uh, Jesus talks about Jonah. He answered, uh, the, the, the chapter 12, uh, 39. A wicked and adulterous generation asked for a sign, but none will be given it except the sign of prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was there, uh, were three days uh, and three nights in the belly of a huge pit. So the Son of Man will be there, will, will be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Jesus himself talks about Jonah, that he was in the belly of fish for three days. Why do you doubt again in the book of Jonah? <laughs> Jesus himself said, Jesus said, that's it. He only talks about the truth. He won't lie. He won't do anything. Is it, is it right? So we have no question the book of Jonah uh, is a history. And the book of Jonah is nothing to be doubted. Something that, uh, that we should read. Next slide, we also have... Uh, um, little bit evidence from the uh, outside of Christianity in Judaism Jewish people celebrate a festival called Yom Kippur Yom Kippur is a day of atonement they have uh, this festival even today all the Jewish people even if you go to Leicester ask the Jewish person they will tell you about Yom Kippur and then on that day they have the tradition of reading the book of Jonah if the book of Jonah is not true, why would they read? Let's get a little bit quicker out of this talk. Next, uh, next slide is, if you go to uh, Islam also, they, they follow their holy book, Quran. Even in Quran, they've added uh, the book of Jonah as minor prophets. Interesting. They still believe Jonah is the... Uh, is a prophet. So all these people come and say, comment, this and that, you know, we have all kinds of evidence by me, all means, that we believe this book. Jonah was called by God. Let's get to the next uh, slide and this one, yes. 
uh, and the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it because wickedness has come up before me. The question is simple. Uh, the, the God, what God was telling to Jonah, speak, preach against the country. Just imagine, you go and talk about, go to the country and say, your country is bad. We are doing is bad. You know, God is going to judge you. Well, what, what will they do? They'll kick you out, first thing. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to talk all those nonsense here. Jonah knew about it. And then Jonah could have listened to God. God is super power, super power than whatever they call, whatever the uh, physical cause. God is, God is, you know, the owner of whole universe. He could have gone, but why did he not want him to go? Why did he choose not to go? I want to tell you something. I just explained about Assyrians. This meaning of this guy called Jonah is, is doubt, peace. He's a peaceful guy, Hebrew guy. He would just do what God says. Why would I want to go to into chaos? And Jonah knew, if I go and preach there, first thing, they would not listen to me. They wouldn't. Second thing, they might kill me. And another reason, even if I go and preach, if they listen to me, and then what happens is, now Jonah was telling, now the, the judgment is coming. There is no preaching of God's love there. God is loving you, God's precious. You know, repent and God is going to give you uh, a chance, second chance. Nothing, nothing like that. God said, go and preach against it. The judgment is there. They need to know that judgment is coming. That's all the information. At that time, if that was the question, now Jonah probably was thinking like this. You know, if I preach, what will happen is this. If by any chance, if they repent, what will happen? God is God of grace. Jonah, the prophet, knew it. What happens is, God will give them grace. God will not destroy them. What happens? Who am I? Why did I waste my time in victory? God is okay. Sinners are okay. I am the prophet. I am wasting my time. God, if they call you upon your name, you will forgive them, forgive them anyway. Why would I go and preach this, this, uh, this news? One more interesting thing I will tell you. Why Jonah don't want to go? Jonah don't want Nineveh to be saved. Jonah wants the Nineveh to be burnt up, to be, you know, God's judgment to be upon them. Because a Hebrew guy, Jonah, although he was a prophet, he was full of anger, full of you know, you know, anxiety. Why would these guys to be spared? If not, their sin has reached up to God, and God is angry, and let the anger come down because they need to be dead next morning. Because Hebrew people knew how terrible they were. How bad they were. They should not be given any chance. They should not be given any grace at all. So, to achieve that goal, 
Jonah decided, I am not going there and preaching. Jonah started to tell God, no, I'm not going. I'm not going. If you put up the next slide, uh, we will see uh, uh, a bit of... Uh, oh, is that the one? Oh, that one, yeah. If you see, that's where Joppa, where Jonah went. Joppa is a place where in the time of King Solomon, when he was building the temple, uh, lots of things moved, heavy uh, metals or, 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 or the trees were moved from Joppa. Joppa is famous for uh, ships, you know, that's how the ships going around from that place. And if we go to the next slide, what happens is this. We will see the, the length. Jonah went to Joppa, where we, we have that red point. Now he has a choice. Go to Nineveh or Tarshish. Just, just to have the difference between the length. Joppa to Tarshish, I think it was more than 2,000 miles. And Nineveh looked behind there. It's just behind the home. Maybe very uh, next door, probably. That, that's fair. And Jonah decided, I will go long distance. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to do anything but go away, run away. Next slide, please. Jonah running in the wrong direction. This is what we are coming to today. How, did, how, how do we know it's the wrong direction? Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa. By the way, Tarshish means, Tarshish is a place, but also, it also means a joyful time. So Jonah don't want to go into deep sorrow. He want to go into a joyful place, joyful times. And Joppa was there. And he went down to the wrong direction. And he sailed. Bible three times in this uh, in this verse uh, um, uh, three I think two times it says Jonah went away from the Lord presence of the Lord presence of the Lord in those days presence of the Lord was the temple so he wanted to go away from the temple Jewish people usually don't want to go away from the temple when they were taken to Babylon, they were crying, Lord, how can we worship you? We are away from your temple. When Daniel wanted to pray, he would open the windows towards the direction of the temple and he would pray. So in their mind, the physical temple was very important because that's where God's presence lived there at that time. Now the seraphs, cherubs, um, the temple, the holy of holy. Now they always have their mindset in there. And Jonah was actually rebelling against God and traveling against uh, the wrong direction, my friends. Hated Assyrians. 
if you have uh, ever ever visited uh, uh, British Museum in London, you have this uh, this picture uh, 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 called you know, King of Jews, uh, Israel King Jehu, bowing uh, to to this Assyrian king called Salmaneser III, and giving the taxes like this. It's uh, very interesting. Go and lots of biblical evidences are there. So Assyrians used to impose tax. You got to bring all your taxes. You got to bring. You know, it's terribly bad. So Jonah decided they should not be spared. Where do we run? I put this arrow mark down purposefully because that's the direction Jonah was going. Next slide. Jonah went away from the presence of God. But Bible says that like this, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. You can't escape from the presence of God. But Jonah thinks, is escaping the presence of God, my friends. He went away from the Lord. We'll, 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 uh, we'll, next time we'll discover a little bit more. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down. Just, just understand. He went down to Jephthah where he found a ship bound to other ports. After paying the fare, he went aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee uh, uh, the Lord. Uh, I keep reading. So, his direction was down all the time. Once he got onto the ship, where did he go? Where did he go? Huh? In the ship. He went down. He went down. He went downwards under there are there, there are stairs. Now he went down and he find a place, peaceful place, sleeping. His direction was wrong direction. Going away from God. Going down. And then, even after he is thrown into the, into the sea, where did he go? He went more down. More down into the belly. Now, this is what happens when we run away from the presence of God. When we don't follow what the Lord is calling us to do. When we don't hear and listen and do what God wants us to do. What happens is we think we are going into the right direction. But in fact, we are not knowing that we were, we're going away from God, actually we will go down in our spiritual life, in our physical life, in our financial stability, whatever we think, we go down like a spring and it goes all the way down, 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 down. it takes you down and you realize, no, my direction is not right. Sometimes we wonder, his direction was not something that we appreciate, my friends. Next slide, please. The second is destination. Where you want to go. He was, he was running away from God. He's going away from God. What was his destination? His destination is not in a way where God wants him to go, although it's not a good place to be. 
His destination was, he chose to go to Tarshish. Next slide is interesting. When you run away from God, the devil will make sure you have a shaking. Tarshish was 12,000 miles more than that. Nineveh was nearby. Jonah thinks, how can I run away? How can I run away? There is a ship ready. Come on, get in. We'll take you to Tarshish. When we think, well, I don't want church, I don't want life, I don't want these prayers, I don't want this and that. No, no, no. I want to get into this job. No, I want to make myself so settled, this and that. You know, you think all those things, and um, the devil is ready. Okay, yeah, I will, I will say yes to all your, your desires. Come on, let's do this, let's do that. The direction and the destiny. What is our destiny? Is your destiny where God wants you to be? Or where you want to be? When I first prayed two and a half years ago, there were so many openings where I could go, be employed, and make better settlements. Like, like good. We prayed, and God said, in our dreams, different, different dreams, He communicated now. And it was hard to tell them, no, not coming. They're offering a lot of money. And money is important. And it was hard to say, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not coming in this way. Although it is good, it's not for me because God seems to be communicating. And later on I found out, you know, lots of opportunities. An open door in Central Baptist Church here. You want to understand, even though you go through struggles, you want to make sure you are in a place where God wants you to be. I'll tell you one more uh, 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 point and then we'll finish off here for today because we'll carry on next week. The second next slide is Jonah's you know, uh, direction, destiny, and the desperation. Jonah's desperation. So he paid the fare and went down into it. Again, he went down to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. His soul was so desperate to run from God. Have you ever, have you ever heard this kind of person? He was so desperate to run from God. Usually people are desperate to come to God, but this guy is desperate. I'm running away from God. This is reflecting today too. You know, today, people are so desperate to run away from God. You know that? In the UK, census tells us 50% of the population is the same. I'm not Christian. I'm not Christian. I don't believe anything. 50%. Only 50% said we are Christian. If you go down a little bit deeper, all those 50% don't go to church, don't actually really believe in God. They're just Christians for the sake of Christians because they're born in here. No, they, they just say Christian. We don't know. If you go down literally, it might be 10% or 20% just literally the Christians who actually worship the Lord. What happened to all these people? They are desperately running away from God. They say we don't want God. We have enough of these things. No, we don't, we don't like all these things. We got this thing, that thing. We got so many attractions human life, we've got 
okay, I'm not religious. That's the answer you listen. There is no judgment, but that is the situation. Desperate to run away from God. When you are desperation, you don't know what you're doing. And then this guy paid the price. Usually, if God actually, uh, uh, if you go into the direction of God, what happens is, you know, God makes sure that everything is paid. Somehow the, the law is open. He paid out of his pocket. Bible says, Jesus said, I paid the price for you. Why do you want to pay? I prayed. I, I know, died on the cross. You don't have to pay anything. No, don't lose things. Go to the next slide, brother. Every time you run in the wrong direction, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost. Don't ever go away from God according to the book of Jonah. Rather, Lord, how can I come to you? Psalms, if you read Psalms, David always says, you know, I was so glad when people said that I'm going to the temple. I'm so glad. You know, David was always coming to God in his troubles, in his joyous moments. Even when he is thinking he's dying, you know, he's always coming to God and says, God, I'm coming to you. Rescue me. Give me. Save me from people. You know, he was always around God. Why do we want to run away from God? What is your direction? What is your destination? What is your desperation? Shall we close our eyes? Lord, we thank you that the book of Jonah talks a lot today. You are awesome, Lord. You can make things possible. But this man ran away from the presence of the Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, that we won't run away. We will embrace the presence. We'll embrace God. We'll embrace godly ways. And we don't have to pay the price. We don't have to do anything. But you'll make ways. You'll open the doors, God. You'll open the doors of that jobs. You'll open the doors of financial uh, freedom. You'll open the doors of that health if we follow. Lord, we pray, Lord, that we will, whatever the situation, by any cost, we will follow you. Thank you, Lord. Give us that temperament. Give us the way and show us the way in which we should be walking. Show the direction. Help us, Lord, that we won't go down deep into the sea. Instead, we will come up to the mountain where you called Moses. Come up! I want to talk to you. Lord, help us that we will walk up in our spiritual life. Bless us, Lord. Bless the church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 We'll be continuing the, the same story next week. So stay tuned. Come again. Be blessed. Over to worship. Bless you. Bless you.